Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, my beloved. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, giving him all the honor, giving him all the glory, because truly God is worthy. Welcome to the Ecclesia, the gathering place where we break down the word, talk about different kingdom topics that apply to each and every one of God's believers. I am so glad to be with you again. I count it a privilege and an honor to partner with God in this very important assignment of just bringing the word, bringing the word in a simple and authentic tone, voice, and word where God might be glorified and people all over the world would come into the knowledge that God created you for a reason and a purpose. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come in the name of Jesus asking and believing that you're going to give us a fresh revelation of your word. We thank you because you're so open to us that you allow us to know the very nuances of who and what you are to us through your word. In fact, you are your word. Your word is love. Your word is instruction. Your word is correction. Your word is wisdom. Your word is knowledge. And your word builds us up in faith. So we give you thanks for that tonight. Lord God, as we go through and we talk a little bit about kingdom as it relates to Isaiah 9 and 6, I pray that you would bless the hearers of this word. I pray that you would touch each and every home represented. And I pray that each person will leave away tonight with the recollection that we have kingdom principles. We have mighty keys to the kingdom to access it right now here on earth. And so we give you thanks for the dominion and the authority that we have coupled with Jesus's power. It's in his name that we do pray. Amen. Well, for just a moment, I would like to talk about kingdom. Oh my goodness. I have been a reader of the Bible for several years. And I'm not ashamed to say that there is much that I have glossed over and quite a bit that I've missed. But to God be the glory. And when I say that, I mean it wholeheartedly. He allowed me to go back and read some things this past year and get a new, fresh, and more viable understanding than ever before. So I just thank it. I thank it. I thank it. Um, I have to 
give a big shout out to my Bible College, Hope Bible Institute of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, where the Dr. Johnny Young is our chancellor, apostle, great man of the gospel. Wow. I have been so, 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 so blessed by uh, this program that I can't tell you how awesome it's been. Before attending the master's program at Hope Bible Institute or HBI as we call it, I honestly do not recall ever reading Isaiah 9 and 6 in its entirety. I fell in love with this passage when I read it in class, though, because the instructors do such a great job at dissecting the word and breaking each synonym down so that when you leave away, there's no stone unturned and there's no question. And it's not that they're pulling anything from a rabbit from out of a hat. It's just we took the time to go through passages of scripture and the workbook connected it all together so well that you don't have a doubt in your mind. So right now, I just want to share the passage with you. It's Isaiah 9 and 6, and it reads, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government, (laughs) that's it right there, that little word, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see, I've read that passage several times, but for some reason, I always glossed over that one word, government, government. The good news version puts it this way. A child is born to us. A son is given to us and he will be our ruler. He will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God eternal father, prince of peace. Well, can I tell you something tonight, my brothers and sisters in Christ? The kingdom has already come because when Jesus came back and walked the earth, he was carrying it on his shoulder. You see, back in the Old Testament, when people kept begging for a king and God finally gave it to him, he never really wanted them to have an earthly king because he knew he was the one and only king. But because the folks kept complaining and kept begging, he gave them what they wanted. He gave them an opportunity to see there would be some good and there would be some bad. But when Jesus came, he rectified all of that. He evened the tables once for once and again, once more and again, never to have to do it again. He took care of business when he came back. So we get into the subject of a kingdom. 
And when I think about a kingdom, I always think about Great Britain and and, and the Queen and, and Prince Charles and his sons and the wife who died and this one and that. No, it wasn't originated in Great Britain. It was originated on high. This was God's precept that the world took as a concept. Amen. Why we don't talk about it or walk that way on a regular basis, I have my opinions. But I'm just going to say this. Religion is not where it is. Kingdom is where it is. If I've got to go with anybody, I'm going to go with God. I'm going to go with God. Why? Because Jesus preached kingdom. If you're like me, you were taught that Jesus came to save, but he came to do more than just grant salvation. He came to show us how to walk. He came to show us how to talk. He came to show us how he wanted us to align ourselves on earth with heaven. How? By giving us authority and dominion over the earth and co-laboring with him in his power to be successful wherever we went to disciple. Wherever we go to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, believing that people will receive the good news of the gospel, guess what? His power comes with us. It's a partnership. But in this partnership, I love it because he's the king. In a kingdom, there's one king. He's ruler over it all. Hallelujah. And as such, I'm a king's kid. That means that I am royalty. I know we don't look at ourselves like that, but that's who we are. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we became royalty. Because we're related to him. He's our elder brother. God is our father. Wow. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy from the inside Yes. To sum it up in three words, Jesus' purpose for coming to earth was solely to proclaim, restore, and expose. He proclaimed the good news of the gospel. He restored us from where we had fallen into sin and he exposed the way he wanted things done by his walk Hmm. so today as his representatives as his ambassadors we have the same exact ministry as Christ in our daily interactions with others we're to do the same as Jesus 
life, believe it or not, becomes a whole lot easier for the believer when we know this. Why? Because we don't have to second guess. We don't have to come up with anything new. It's in the word. And all we have to do is emulate Christ. Minister Shane preached about it last Sunday. Emulate Christ. Walk like Christ. Talk like Christ. Love like Christ. And you're on the right path. You can never get out of the way when you're on that path. Walk according to the way he walked. Then the other powerful nuance to having a king is that we don't have to have big opinions. We don't have to even defend ourselves. When somebody asks you something, say, well, what does the word say? I don't have an opinion. I just go by what my father, who is the king, says. I represent the kingdom of God. And as such, I do and act and respond according to his word. That keeps me out of trouble as well. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've made a lot of decisions that I would call poor. They were poor decisions because they were not made in the fear and trembling of God's word. And when I say that, I don't mean being scared. I mean being protected. I mean walking in wisdom. I mean seeking God's un- seeking God's approval before I move. So let me tell you something about the kingdom. If you want to let go of something negative and lay a hold of something comforting and protecting you, then you want to lay a hold of the kingdom concept. Have you been making wrong choices and poor decisions? Perhaps it's because you're not aware of several of the keys to the kingdom that you have access to as a believer. As a believer, you have rights and privileges. And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters in Christ, but there were so many that I didn't know about. I was astonished to find out that we were going to cover 22 in one class. I'm like, 22? I've heard of eight, but I haven't heard of 22. So tonight, I don't want to uh, keep you too long, but I want to encourage you to go back in your study time, in your sacred closet, time with the Lord, and to seek him out and what he says about the keys to the kingdom. So, beginning with kingdom principle number one. The way of the kingdom is love. The way of the kingdom is love. A scripture that you can reference from that for that is John 13, 34 and 35. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Romans 5 and 5. Matthew 5, 38, 40, 
through 48. 1 John 2 and 5. 1 John 4, 7 through 21. Romans 12, 9 and 10. Luke 6, 27 through 36. And Romans 17, 9 and 14. To walk in love, you must be proactive with forgiveness. That's one point. Love is not an emotion. It is a fruit of the Spirit, which means you can do it even if you don't feel like it. Kingdom principle number two, the condition of the ambassador of Christ is a direct reflection of the king. I want to pause right there. We are his ambassador. We represent him in body because he is seated at the right hand of our father right now. So as a representation of Jesus Christ, without love, the world will not see God the way he wants it to. We should be out in the world, not behind closed doors, not hiding, not stressed and not fearful. We've got to be in the world, in our workplaces. People ought to see kingdom all over us. Even when we're among people who don't like, don't understand, don't care for us, will do anything to step on us, we've got to love and we've got to forgive. Why? Because those two principles will cause us to stand out and for God to be glorified. Now, I can't cover it all tonight because it's way, way, way too much. But if you're out there listening and you want to know more about the kingdom, search it up. I guarantee you there are so many passages out there. Again, John 13, 34 and 35. Start there. Go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. And then if you want to look at forgiveness and being a reflection of Christ, go to Matthew 10, 11 through 15. John 12, 45. Matthew 10 and 40. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. It's all through the word of God. Now, I will probably be on kingdom for a while because it's just so rich that I'm just on it. I, I, I want to share it. I want to tell somebody about it because walking around Talking about your grandmama is religious because she went to church and uh, your mama prayed for you and she's religious. It's not about religion. It's not about tradition. It's not about how you look and where you gather on a Sunday. It's about whether or not you have a heart of love 
and you know who you're representing, how you're supposed to be walking and talking as you go to and from on the earth. Church is great. Worship is wonderful. I'm a worshiper, so I love worship. I love praise. I love prayer meeting. But we've got to go beyond the constructs of our church buildings and into the world. When you leave out of the church house, you need to be the same or better in the grocery store. When somebody cuts you off, you need to be in the mindset that I'm an ambassador. Wherever I go and whatever I do, whether I'm in the grocery store, at the light, stuck in traffic, somebody just cut me off, or I'm on the work, on the work, uh, at, at, on the job, at work, people stressing me, people taking me for granted, people dogging me, people talking about me behind my back, and even sometimes in the church. It's no different. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, keep in mind that as a believer, we're members of the kingdom of God. And as such, we are always representing him because we're his ambassador. What do we have to help us? The word of God. And we've also got his governor, the Holy Spirit that rests, rules, and abides with us. But God is a gentleman. He's not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. He gave you a will, and he's not going to overstep his boundaries. So when you're having a hard day loving, forgiving, or forgetting, let me encourage you to call upon the Holy Spirit. Because the governor will come in, and he will lead guide and direct you to be the best you can be the best representative in the kingdom you can be the best ambassador the salt and full of light representing our lord and savior jesus christ the king of kings and the lord of lords I hope that you got something from this evening and our little sharing at the Ecclesia, the gathering place. Minister D here signing out until next time and encouraging you to go forth, be fruitful and multiply in the kingdom of God. Amen. <music>